0: okay well we're getting on the home stretch now we got about 40 minutes and um, I just want to share some thoughts on a topic that I think will be of interest to everyone but I wanted to cover one other point from all the lectures and that is there was a spiritual sentence that said there are no butterfly experts among caterpillars and i don't think a butterfly when he sees a caterpillar has any sense that he used to be that his identity was transformed so much and so we're we're talking about transformation As opposed to growth that is sort of a linear thing. We're talking about, you hear people say, I feel like I ought to change my name. Haven't you ever had that feeling? I'm not the same person that I was. And so this is just the language of spirituality. Now my own personal opinion, this is just me, because no one knows. I don't think when this life ends that I'll remember anything of it. I will be so part of God that, that I won't have any other identity, so how could I? That's just me, but it doesn't fit in with all the nice things that I'm gonna meet Bill Wilson and go to the big meeting, so I'm secretly, <laughs> I'm secretly hoping I'm wrong. Cause I got a lot of questions for him. Bill, what did you really mean when you did that? And he's going to go, I don't know. Well, goddamn! damn, all these years I've been wanting to come up here to ask you. what He's going to go, Sandy, up here, nothing matters. Oh. Okay. You're wondering why I gave you all a Christmas present on your table. And I paid for that out of my own pocket. And um, so I'm going to explain why and why it has anything to do with this weekend. In order to do that, I'm going to go back to um, the letter from Dr. Young to Bill Wilson when he responded and said, um, oh, yes, I'm so glad to hear about Roland Hazard, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then down near the bottom of the letter... He digresses from the subject of AA and and makes generalized comment about mankind. And he says something to the effect that he's been watching human beings for 90 years as they struggle against evil. We call it character defects. And they always lose. That's it. That's not very encouraging, is it? (laughs) They always lose. Except for those that have had a spiritual experience and are in a society that helps them preserve the spiritual experience. So we've been here and we are that exception. We have had spiritual transformations and we're in a society that helps us maintain it. So as we go through our spiritual growth, we encounter a phenomenon that is one of the greatest hurdles in spiritual growth. And we've talked about it before, and that is called It Works spirituality succeeds it accomplishes everything that you wanted you are given peace of mind you are given self respect you are given the respect of your family you are given everything that you kind of thought you might get out of working these steps and that's when the danger sets in That's when the ego does its best work. And it sits there and it says, you ought to be grateful for all this. Imagine the ego talking this way. You ought to be grateful for this. Matter of fact, you ought to say a prayer to God and thank him for this. Matter of fact, I wrote it for you. It's typed up. Never trust a prayer that your ego writes. Dear God, I'm just making it up. It's not on here, so you can't have a copy. (laughs) Dear God, I want to take this opportunity to thank you for turning me into a decent person, for picking me up from being a terrible father and a terrible husband and a terrible friend and turning me into a good friend and turning me into into something that people respect And turning me into a person so that when I look in the mirror, I smile at myself. For this I am eternally grateful. And I feel that you have placed me in a position of such strength and such confidence that I won't be needing you anymore. So would you get the hell out of here? i got a lot of work to do. I see things that need to be done. I see I, I. wow, looks like we better take another inventory. And in our groups, we have people that see us. And they go, can I talk to you? By the way, I would do this, all of you. Go up to at least three people in your group and say, you have my permission to stick your nose in my business anytime you want. Anytime you see something going wrong. And this is generally what's going wrong. We've been granted a whole new sense of self. And we no longer need God as much as when we were desperate. We've been placed in a less desperate situation, which is the setup. So we have to stay connected. So we need each other. Now we're talking about taking advantage of the society. That we're in. So we need other spiritually centered people. And then we got the package. Does everybody understand what I'm talking about? That our group is an essential part of our own spiritual growth. Not that you can't do it on your own. I mean, you can, you can just go and seek. But the way we're structured, there's a mutual interdependence between you and your home group and your home group and you. We have a tendency to just see ourselves sponsoring and passing it on and the excitement of seeing somebody grow. But where is the nourishment? Where is the inter-inventorying? Where is the dynamics, the spiritual dynamics that are going to keep you filled. Is it intact, or can the same thing happen to a group after lots of years of success, as it reaches a level that, in the beginning, there's three members and you're struggling? Can we get some people and they're coming? And now, hell, there's people all over. You got. Backups for service positions. This is rocking and rolling. The group isn't as desperate as it used to be. AA isn't as desperate. We got meetings everywhere. There isn't just three meetings in our town anymore. There's a hundred. I can hardly pick the directory up for Los Angeles. We got, I mean, wow. Isn't it possible that that same phenomenon? of being less desperate could go everywhere because it's all composed of human beings it's all composed of human beings and so the reason I brought this book here is because I'm going to I'm going to go through about six minutes of having you underline things that's why, I'm, that's why I brought it. And I want to tell you about this book. It's the only book in AA literature with the author's name on it. There, you learned something new. Some of you. Bill Wilson. Right there. His name's not on the big book. His name's not on the 12 and 12, but it's right here. What is this? We know what it's called. It's called the servicemail. Well, what is it? It's got a lot of little directions about terms of office, how many areas, the duties of so-and-so, how much sobriety you should have. It's it's got all kinds of that. But what is it? I mean, that's not what it is. It's not an organizational manual. It would say organizational manual. So let's start on the last page. First of all, put your name in the, on the front so it's yours, and we'll go to the last page, down at the bottom of page 74, and I'm going to read it. This is a summary of what this is all about, okay? Freedom under God to grow in his likeness's image will ever be the quest of Alcoholics Anonymous. May the General Service Conference be always seen as the chief symbol of this cherished liberty. If you would do me the favor and just underline what I just read. I bet you didn't think of that when you picked this book up. Am I right or wrong? You could name how many areas there are, but you couldn't tell me what, what is the real purpose of this book? On page 74, about the Fourth paragraph down, it says, It is probable that we AAs possess more and greater freedom than any fellowship in the world today. As we've already seen, we claim this as no virtue. Why don't we claim it as a virtue? Because we have to comply or we die. That's what that means. We know that we personally have to choose conformity to A.A.'s 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, or else face disillusion and death, both as individuals and groups. I think this describes this book as well as I can describe it. The society must maintain its centeredness on God and we must voluntarily comply with the 12 steps and 12 traditions. And then later on you're going to read, and with the six warranties, or face disillusion and death both as individuals and groups. So now I've got a little list, and I'm just going to, so for your future reference you can, I hate to be going through things, but I want you, I want you to just go home with a bunch of things underlined so bear with me and the book is divided into two parts there's page numbers in the front that start with s and there's page numbers in the back that don't have an s they're just and we're starting in the back on page uh, 6 8 and 9 everybody at page 6 concept 1 Can you find page six in the back? Okay, up at the top, it's first sentence says, The AA groups hold today ultimate responsibility and final authority for our world service, for everything. That's all on that page. Uh, page eight. Go down to the middle of the page and... Um, Bill writes about Tradition 2. I'm here to tell you that Tradition 2 is the most important thing in this book. Those of you that have been around a while know what I'm talking about. Tradition 2 is the most important thing in this book. Tradition 2 was written in 1945 and our trustees had then authorized its publication. But it was not until 1951 that the first experimental general service conference was called to see whether Tradition 2 Could be successfully applied to AA as a whole, including its trustees and founders. To, it had to be found out whether AA groups, by virtue of this conference, could and would assume the ultimate responsibility for their world service. It took five years for more, for all of us to be convinced that tradition too was for everyone. But at St. Louis in 1955, we knew that our general service conference truly representing the conscience of AA Worldwide was going to work and work permanently. So I just want to stop here from underlining to comment on 1951-55. to Dr. Bob died in 1950. Up until then, the conscience And spiritual guidance of the entire fellowship was coming from and through Dr. Bob and Bill and the letters they were getting in. They were the spiritual pilots. They set the rudder on the ship of Alcoholics Anonymous, and one of them just died. And before he died, they knew he was going to die, and that Bill and Bob talked and said, We are going to be here forever. Who are we going to turn it over to? And then they wrestled and they prayed and they came up with this. They decided that tradition two would be what they turned it over to. They were going to turn AA over to one ultimate authority, a loving God as he would express himself in our group conscience. And so the entire, this entire structure is how this ship called Alcoholics Anonymous can navigate through all the troubles of the year ahead, of the years ahead, by relying on a loving God as it flows through the groups, GSRs, district, area, conference, trustees. That's the guidance. So having made that, we'll continue with the underlining. Down at the bottom of page 8, the last sentence, therefore we believe in our fellowship, we see in our fellowship, a spiritualized society. Do you like that? Characterized by enough enlightenment Enough responsibility and enough love of men and of God to ensure that our democracy of world services will work under all conditions. You underline that, you don't even have to read anything else in here. I mean, it's, it's so clear how spiritual this book is because it's offering guidance for a complicated package. You think a home group, you ever get in the middle of a home group argument or a whether to get decaf coffee or something. <laughs> Boy, the egos come up, God goes out the door, and, and we go all in and all that. Well, what do you think happens when you get up here? How many egos are involved and how many factions and factors and this and that? What can rescue, what can be w- reliable forever? Here it is. It's so beautifully laid out. Some of the most beautiful spiritual language is in here. And then over on the next page, 9, at the very end, us old-timers have now fully vested in AA's General Service Conference, the authority for giving shape through the labors of its chosen delegates, trustees, and service workers to the destiny that we trust God and his wisdom is holding in store for us. Isn't that amazing? It was set up so that we could be guided by the most reliable power forever. Okay, just to rush along on uh, page 10, one sentence, about four sentences down, the power of the groups and members to alter their world service structure and to criticize this operation is virtually supreme. There's a lot of rights given in here, and this is the only supreme right. I found it interesting. Okay, page 27. This isn't going to take that long. Huh? It's the third sentence down the power of the groups. That one sentence. Okay, page 27. Uh, about, uh, on page 27, about the Fourth paragraph down that starts with, why should our trustees? It says, our trustees are also responsible for a world public relations. They are expected to lead the formulation of AA policy and must see its proper execution. They are the active guardians of our 12 traditions. And then down, second sentence from the bottom, of course, our objective is always a spiritual one. What I did, I went through highlighting the spirituality of a rather dry book, trying to bring it to life so that you don't get caught up in terms of office and details that have nothing to do with what course you're on. But we do have everyone seated correctly on the wrong course. Anyway. (laughs) Um, why should our trustees, you see that paragraph? Yeah. It starts with our trustees are also responsible and ends with 12 traditions. Like oh, okay, okay. Thank okay you. sorry. Thank you. And then our course is always the spiritual one. Uh, 29. Uh, this is concept 7. This is second paragraph, first sentence. This means that the practical power of the conference would nearly always be superior to the legal power of the trustees. Which means the spiritual guidance flowing from the groups through the delegates to the conference is superior to the legal authority of the trustees. And finally, oh, two sentences later, and finally in any great extremity now, you realize legal authority in the material world trumps everything. So trustees can tell the delegates, I'm sorry, but we have the legal authority to veto everything you're doing. What's it say here? And finally, in any great, great extremity, it would rest upon the undoubted ability of the delegate to deny the General Service Board the money Which to operate. So that was put in there as a veiled threat that we would prefer to follow God. That's, that's what it says. Some of my heroes down in Mexico, they started a second general service conference in order to keep it simple, reduce literature prices, do all kinds of things. But this is the same thing. Since the legal authority is over here and we want to steer a spiritual course, you have to have a trump card. (laughs) The trump card bill put in there was the wallet. Hope we never have to use it. Hope we can use moral authority to chart whatever course the entire fellowship wants to go on. That's That's what I'm trying to say that is in here. Okay, we're at 29. We're almost through. 62 and 3. You notice I'm staying in the back of the book mostly. 62 and 3. <clears throat> Concept 12, This see that general warranty, such and such. Then it says, the general service conference shall observe the spirit of AA traditions. Down the bottom... Let's see, let's see how important these six warranties are. They're rights that are given to us and our fellowship. The last paragraph, starting with the second sentence, and these apply to traditions and steps. An amendment or cancellation of any of its warranties would require the written consent of three-quarters of all directory-listed AA groups who would actually vote, and they could have six months to vote on it. That's how sacred the wording of. I'm on page sixty-two, down the bottom. The middle of that paragraph, an amendment, is just to point out how sacred these are. That it would take a three-quarters vote of every group, with six months to think it over. So they're they're cast in concrete, practically, so that they serve as a permanent way of guiding the big vessel of Alcoholics Anonymous all right I'm sorry it's taken longer than I thought page 63 I'll just use one sentence in the second paragraph and the sentence near the bottom starts with these warranties anybody see that These warranties indicate the qualities of prudence and spirituality which our general service conference should always possess. I'm just finding every spiritual instruction in here. All right, we're almost there. 72, 73. I think you're going to be surprised at this. Last paragraph on 72. In the middle. We have no doctrine that has to be maintained. We have no membership that has to be enlarged. We have no authority that has to be supported. We have no prestige, power, or pride that has to be satisfied. And we have no property or money that's really worth quarreling about. Maybe we should strike that. Don't you think that? Doesn't that sound a little extreme? Well, if we didn't rely on all this, I mean, what are we going to rely on? How about God? I guess everybody was aware of this? I guess you were. Okay. Over on page 73. One sentence. As a matter of fact, it's the only one sentence paragraph. Do you see that one down there? Without anger or coercion, we need only to watch and wait upon God's will. I mean, man, this is. Better than the 12 and 12. Uh, and yeah, 74 and 75 we did. Okay, we're going to go to the front, and there's only three things up there. Um, 11 and 12. Just for you, so you can see. If you want to review the history of 1951, it's down the bottom of S11. The first conference was set for 1951, and just read that so you have the history and the wonderful language on page S-12 in the second paragraph at the end. Then and there they proved as never before that AA's Tradition 2 was correct. The group conscience could safely act as the sole authority and sure guide for Alcoholics Anonymous. Second, we got that? Second, second S-12, second paragraph, second. last sentence. Then when you review this, you'll, you, you, they'll come right up and they'll jump out at you because you can get lost in how to elect and back up delegate and how to, and all of that. That's, that's fine. Everybody's got that. But this is the guidance that is put in here to keep us connected to God. That's all I'm trying to highlight. Um 15, 16, and 17. If you've never seen it before, you look at uh, 16 you got the upside down groups at the top trustees at the bottom then on the next page uh, s18 here's all the boxes the diagram and your whole thing you can see the groups groups appear that's that's just to re- reinforce everybody about that and um S84 now we're almost through S84 are we there yet? What's that Are we
1: there yet? Are we there yet? Are yeah. We there yet? Yeah,
0: we got one more. <laughs> well, you're going to be going back and talking about this so I just wanted to give you the what's what's available on uh, S82 3 and 4 are the publications that are available. This is the one that a lot of you probably don't get on a regular basis. It's called the General Service Conference Report. And so if you want to see the direction that the ship is heading, tell your GSR the order you want. They're $2 or something. So after the conference is held, and whenever it is March, they'll come out in June or July. Be sure and get one, and then you can look at it. That's all I'm going to comment on there. Publications. They're published and they're published online thank you uh last i th- is um, 92 and 93 are the two maps so you can see the uh, areas canada and the united states so this gives you everything i oh no i had one last thing 110 11 and 12 i'm sorry <laughs> This is the instructions given to the legal part of our fellowship, the three corporations that are run by the trustees. The general service board, you see the first sentence, has but one purpose, that of serving the fellowship. And then it instructs them that the 12 steps and 12 traditions are sacred. And it's their responsibility to see that they remain sacred. And on page S111, right after the 12 steps, there's a paragraph that starts the General Service Board. And then in the middle, there is a however. Does everybody see the however? This is the last thing I'm going to underline. You see the however? However, because these 12 steps have proven to constitute an effective spiritual basis for life, which have followed, arrest the disease of alcoholism, The General Service Board asserts the the negative right of preventing, so far as it may be within its power to do so, any modification, alteration, or extension of these steps. So they gave them the legal authority regarding these 12 steps, and that's the end of underlining. And I'm sorry it took so long, but... I think it needed to, you need to take them back. So this, we get back to the original problem that I raised, which is success. Spiritual success of ourselves as individuals, of your home group, of your district, of the area, and the service conference. It was done 55 years ago. They passed this over. I don't think we have conducted a searching and fearless moral inventory of our entire society. And you probably are looking at me like, oh my God. Where is the book for doing this? It's gonna be this big. Do you know how many people, you know how many egos are involved? You you know, oh my God. Well maybe we could get a hold of Chuck Chamberlain and see if we can simplify. I could see your faces. You were just going, oh, my God, oh, my God. Maybe we can simplify this. How could we just take this inventory and keep it simple? What did Chuck say? There's only one problem that includes all problems, conscious separation from God. There's only one solution that includes all solutions, conscious contact with God. It is so simple, a child could do it. Are you moving away from God or closer to God? Inventory completed. Is your group moving towards God or away from God? Is your district moving towards God or away from God? Is your area assembly Moving towards God or away from God? Are we encouraging prayer or are we getting rid of prayer? Are we encouraging more talk about God or are we cautioning against talking about God? Is the general service conference going towards God or away from God? Are the pamphlets going towards God or away from God? Is the grapevine going towards God? Or away from God? Are there speeches going towards God or away from God? That's the end of the inventory. What the hell's the problem? <laughs> Looks pretty simple to me. It just requires honesty and a little lesson from history. The only way bad things can happen is if good people stay silent. And there's a lot of good people in here. And so we go to our consciences, and we gather as much knowledge as we can, and then we pray about it. Maybe we won't do anything, but at least we will have taken the inventory and prayed about it. Um... And I'm getting old. I know I'm not going to be around here that much longer. But I have come to love what was created and what was given to us by God. And I'll be damned if I'm not going to do everything I can to make sure that it stays that way. I've never raised my voice about anything, ever. But I want to see... A course change. That's what I want to see. It may not happen, but I'm going to just say, I think we've got to head towards God. You know, the fellowship's given me, I'm beyond where I ever thought I could get. I just want to make sure the people come after us get it. I don't want them, I got, okay, five more minutes, then I'll stop. The greatest gift that an alcoholic has is the disease. The disease cracks the ego. And it's only when the ego's cracked that this person would be willing to consider God. There's an opening. And we go in and we rescue him. And while it's still open, we're going to pour something in there. Some guidance. Something. And if we pour in mere sobriety instead of spiritual awakening, and then it shuts, we should have shot him. (laughs) Put him out of his misery there. Because we just sentenced him to 30 years of purgatory. 30 years of half of the restless irritability and discontent that he had. And we tell them to be grateful for it. I've got 25 years of being half as irritable, restless, and discontent as I used to be, and I'm damn grateful. Well, it doesn't show. Yeah, but I'm sober. Wow, what a crime. When that opening comes, we have to pour in spiritual awakening. So that in the year 2030, when alcoholics get out of bed all around the world and they open their window and they look out, I think we see God's will if we go through this process. We see that it's better to love our neighbor than ourselves. We see that it's better to give than receive. We don't have to read it anymore. We see God's world. You can't get a higher gift than that. And so I'm just thinking as the sun comes up in 2030 and alcoholics in Russia are getting out of bed and they go over and open the window and look out. And then the alcoholics in Germany and then the alcoholics in England and they're all just getting out of their bed. And they're looking out. And then in Newfoundland, and then Iceland, Canada, New York City, Chicago, Los Angeles, Hawaii, Guam, Japan. And then it's coming back to the Russia. And this is what I hope they see when they look out the window. And why don't you close your eyes and imagine what they might see when they just look out.
1: I see trees of green Red roses too I see them blue For me and you and I think to myself What a wonderful way I see skies of blue And clouds of white Bright blessed days Dark sacred nights And I think to myself a wonderful world. The colors of the rainbow, so pretty in the skies, also on the faces of people going by. I see friends shaking hands, saying, how do you do? cry I watch them grow they learn much more than I'll ever know and I think to myself what a wonderful world yes I think to myself
0: me apologizes for putting this in and i struggled and you can let me know if you thought it was okay or not because I know you came here for yourselves but there's a lot of other people if it was uh, Mistake, I apologize. I really do. I I don't want to ruin your weekend with anything. But if you're interested, there's envelopes in the back with something you might like to read, and Martin has them, and if you want to take one on the way out, that's good. Thanks for understanding me. There's certain things sometimes that I, if I didn't do them, I couldn't sleep. And I hope when those things happen to you, that you do them. You just have to follow whatever comes up inside of you. And then, sometimes you can be wrong, you know, and you'll find out. Your friends will tell you. But you can't ignore it. I mean, that's the most important voice that's inside of everybody. So, thanks again. God bless you all, and let's wrap it up. Thank you.